Because he's here. Let's go. Rob, say something to him before he leaves. Rob's awesome. I'm gonna miss it. Rob, have fun in Japan. You owe me eleven dollars. How are you gonna survive without Rob? He's like your main dude. Yeah, no. Hey, how am I gonna survive without you? I don't know. I'm like your main dude. <laughs> <laughs> are pouring into the New York One newsroom as a thunderous, roaring sound. Do you see something on the roof? What animal sounds like that? Shaking everywhere, man. It's like tremors. Looks like you should have left town a little bit earlier. Welcome back to Uncle Dad Oween. 31 days, 31 guests, 31 movies. I'm getting very close, but I'm also so far away. So hopefully I can get there right on time. You know, that's the story of my life. I just want to be right on time. Uh, I am with a very good friend of ours. You know him as the crowd surfer. You know him as the uh, the sexy, no, I think I used to call him Little Man when he first started coming mm. on. I was Little <laughs> Man. Um, I know him as White Boy Rick. My version of White Boy Rick. Uh, but give it up for uh, amazing, the amazing, amazing uh, collage artist, Ian, from Break Fake Rules. Hey, hey. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's always a great time when you're here, man. Every time you come on the show, I feel like energy elevates twice, twice folds. <laughs> you never really know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's true. Are you going to start crowd surfing in your house? Start like walking to the buddies and say, hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I'm here with my mom so we could maybe get her into costume. She does have quite a few. So mm, That's how you became White Boy Rick when I first met you. <laughs> <laughs> the costumes? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're here to talk about uh, horror movies, all that good stuff. Now, your favorite horror film was Cloverfield. Uh, now that was directed by J.J. Abrams, I believe. Let me make sure I let me make sure I said that right. Hold on. Um, I remember seeing him in the credits. <laughs> but did he direct it or did he produce it? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to find out right now. So don't worry, you're good. Uh, yeah. But while I look that up, can you answer this question? What was how old were you first watched it, and what was that feeling like? Are you looking at when it came out? I, no. I, I do need some. No, what I, I can't well, remember. Well, it came out 2008. I can tell you that 2008. So I think I saw it. It, it must have been my senior year of high school or junior year of high school, somewhere around then. Okay. Um, and this was kind of before I was okay with horror movies. Like as a kid, I really didn't like horror movies. I was not into fear. I didn't like roller coasters. Like anything like that was not really for me. So I thought, and especially the beginning of this movie, it doesn't start off giving you like horror movie vibes. 
Um, so I think that is why I was able to latch onto it uh, and probably just get through the movie initially. <laughs> uh, well, when you got through it, I mean, what was the initial feeling like? Were you like, oh, dude, I, I loved it. Or, you know, like that was cool. And then you loved it more in life, later in life. Uh, more the former. And I think for this movie, it gives me that feeling of like you get over an hour into it and you don't feel like you've been sitting there for that long. It just, I, it, to me, it feels like one of those that kind of sweeps you up pretty quick um, and gets you gets you lost in the story. I think the first person camera angle definitely helps with that. For sure. Now, you are aware that this is technically considered a found footage movie. Did you know that? I, I mean, I guess if the question was posed to me, it would have made sense. I didn't quite get there on my own, but that makes gotcha. sense. I ask you that because do you think that's what added to the narrative? You know what I mean? Like, Around that time, camera phones weren't really that common really yet, right? We were still using, you know, camcorders or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I bring this up to you because you, you grew up in a big city. You grew up in San yeah. Francisco. And so right. I'm curious, you know, did you ever like, you, you know, you're, you're a fun guy. Did you ever play around with the camcorder yourself and just record your friends doing nothing? No, I never really. I mean, we had the camcorder at house that was for the family home movies always. Right. Um, but I wasn't one of those guys that like always had a camera on me whenever like me and friends were hanging out. Uh, now, of course, now we all have iPhones. But back then, um, I was not the, the videographer, no. No, uh, you strike me as you would have been the guy recording the camera, like because in in Cloverfield, right? It starts off with uh, the character HUD kind of being, yeah. you know, not wanting to hold the camera, right? right. But then he gets kind of into it. I yeah. actually kind of feel like that would be you. Like I would tell you, all right, dude, and you should do me a favor. We're recording this. Just hold on to it, and then you'd be like, dude, I don't want to do this. <laughs> then I can see <laughs> getting into it. I could totally see yeah. that. Like, do you see yourself in that character or any of the characters? Um, I do. I would say I am above average at getting pictures in like parties and social settings and just nice, like nice. trying to capture a couple of those moments. I also like uh, if somebody asks me to take like a picture of them in their group, sometimes I'll just hit record and they don't know it. So I just like, cause I always think that the video offers you so much more information. And I feel like now too, you can literally just take a picture of a moment of your video. So, yeah. um, but yeah, there, there's a part of me that, that does enjoy that documentation. And, uh, it definitely made me think of like the pandemic, um, yeah. when it's happening, like nothing really feels like worth documenting. And then yeah. it doesn't take long before, it's like, wow, the height of that was in the past. And it would be, we, we do want, it is nice to like reflect on, on those moments when the world was so different. You know, it, it's so good that you say that because that is so true, right? Like a lot of people do see this as like a, um, a parallel to uh, the pandemic, but there's no way it could have been because, you know, we didn't see that coming right now. But what did happen by what, seven years beforehand was one of the, moral, the one of the world's biggest tragedies ever, which was 9-11. Right. And so in many ways, it is a parallel to what that feeling I mean, this, I mean, obviously nothing can ever compare to what really happened for those who were there, right? But conveying that in film in a way that you can relate to, I think, was uh, something that not that many filmmakers could do. And uh, so it was directed by Matt Reeves. And uh, Matt Reeves, I think, did a great job of being able to kind of capture that feeling like what, you know, you live in, you know, again, you live in a big city, like, you know, all this is happening. You're frantic, but you care about your friends. And it's just, what do you do? You know, your family, you know, all this stuff. And, but really it was a fucking giant monster, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously it's not as, you know, yes, that's still scary, but definitely not as scary as like, you know, a terrorist attack. <laughs> I mean, it, in our reality, I agree with you, but if this was, if 
if in some crazy universe Cloverfield was real, I'd feel like the giant monster's scarier <laughs> than a plane hijacking. I don't know, man. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna go I don't to, know. I'm going to go to the Instagram uh, polls for this one. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. I don't know. I don't know if, what would be worse. I don't... You know, I, I don't know what would be. I mean, I guess in theory, you don't know how. How do you stop a? Because if I remember correctly, in, in Cloverfield, you didn't really see the monster that much. But when you did, it was like, holy fuck, what is this thing? Yeah, you know, you know. I just, I just rewatched it, and that was my uh, recollection of it too. There were a couple more shots of of the giant monster than I had remembered, though. I think you get a pretty decent look. I mean, they're very quick. Yeah, um, right. And I think, I think this is like the difference of seeing a movie for the first time versus the second time. Um, but yeah, they definitely play on that kind of mystery of like, what is going on? They don't show you right. much. So you're a big city boy. What happens? You are in this situation, okay? Yeah. Things are getting crazy, right? You don't know what's going on. Do you keep recording or do you put the motherfucking camera away? That's a hard question. That's a hard <laughs> question. Um, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the, in my mind, how probable it is that I think I'm going to die <laughs> might have a factor. <laughs> like if I'm like, oh, this is game over. I don't know. There, there, There's a side of me that's kind of a survivalist. So I feel like if I saw like a friend holding the camera, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Like we're all hands on deck. Yeah, um, right. I guess, I, I don't know. That's one of those one. That's a question for me that I feel like I could answer it now, but it's hard to actually know what you would do until you're in the scenario. Right, totally. Because I do understand the character HUD when he's like, you know, but the the people are going to want to see this. You know, someone's going to want to see this, right? Yeah, you I know? agree and, with that for sure. Yeah, that part's for easy sure. for me. But you're also with your friends and shit's getting crazy, you know. But I also like how this camcorder has the world's greatest battery. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nuclear battery, right? Yeah, for real. Better than most iPhones have batteries now, right? <laughs> that's that's actually facts, though. <laughs> so one thing I forgot to ask you, if you don't mind, uh, Ian, is can you give a summary of the film in your words as oh, to please. what Cloverfield is about without giving, uh, uh, obviously, too many spoilers? So the way the movie starts, I think, was a big reason why I liked it. Because it does – it starts off with this kind of departure party for, for the main character. It kind of looks like um, you. But I, oh, no. That's, why, that's probably why I like the movie. Damn it. <laughs> he does kind of look like you. <laughs> that is, yeah. I can't, I can't argue with that, unfortunately. <laughs> but go ahead and continue. So he's, so he's at this party. He's going away. He's about to move to Japan for some awesome job. And the relationship drama is really what starts the movie. And mm -hmm. I am really a sucker for those storylines. <laughs> So like his his like friend of a long time who never was like a girlfriend shows up at the party with another guy and that kind of seems to be where the focus is and then that kind of a I think it was kind of a crucial moment for their conversation or something you hear a big kind of an earthquake kind of a feel Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a bit of a period of, you know, what's going on, trying to figure it out. Again, it's all from that first person. So you don't get any outside information. The, the majority of the movie is their kind of journey through New York, trying to figure out which way is the safest to go, what the heck is going on. They have a journey into the subways when, you know, tiny monsters stuff start falling off the big monster which was honestly the those tiny monsters freak me out more than the big one. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> right. You're like, what the fuck? How do I get away from it? I don't even know how to kill that thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Well, with that thing, you can throw a giant, you know, missile at it. With the little ones, like, you're not going to hit it with those things, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. So, you know, <laughs> this quote's been coming up a lot for me. It's like, you know, this movie is all about the journey. <laughs> 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 Shout out, Miley. But... um <laughs> Uh, I don't know how much more you want for for the end of the movie. Uh, I, think, I think that's good. I, I think that's good. That's good, right? I mean, it is. It's all all about them kind of navigating the city and city and kind of learning what is going on in the right. moment. Um, Absolutely. And I think in some ways, start it's... to drop off as the movie goes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's uh, interesting too because you know it is. You brought up the, you brought up the the pandemic thing and. It's honestly probably for those who haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a long time, it's probably going to hit you more now than it did back then, because you know most of my audience is roughly around our age, and you know when right. that time happened, you know we were we were still young, right? And so you can kind of connect more to the pandemic because everybody dealt with the pandemic, right? It wasn't just New York, it wasn't just you know what I mean, it was just right. it was all of us, and mm-hmm. so I think it'll probably hit you much harder at home than you realize. So. I think very good uh, summary. I think everybody needs to go watch this movie. Uh, but I wanted to present some facts to you, sir, if that's okay. okay. Uh, so it's directed by Matt Reeves. Now, do you know Matt Reeves pretty much became a megastar director? Uh, have you ever seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies? Yes. Those new the ones? old ones? The new, the new ones. ones. The new ones. The ones with James Franco. Yeah, I saw I saw one of them where the, the apes are crossing the Golden Gate Bridge. None of yep. them had to pay the toll. It was such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so he went to go and make those. He went on to make uh, uh, the Let Me In remake for um, uh, 2010, which if you haven't seen, Ian, you got to watch. I'm not going to say anything about it. Let Me In. you got to okay. watch it. Okay. Uh, but the big one, the big one that he made is the most recent Batman movie with uh, uh, the Twilight guy, uh, Robert Pattinson. No, first name Twilight, last name Guy. <laughs> I like that better, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, he went on to make a lot of great movies and franchises, and he continues to produce the Cloverfield uh, franchise. So he went on to produce the Ted and Cloverfield Lane. And I don't know if you know this as well, Ian, but there was actually another Cloverfield movie that came out in 2018 called The Cloverfield Paradox. And he, same director? Uh, no, he just produced them. He produced them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah different I director. Think I, I don't think I saw that. But yeah, is I it, so it's all related. Movie. So is 10 Cloverfield Lane like the way aftermath of the first one? Kind of like we're going a little bit further into the future? Right, yeah. Because I think with Cloverfield, it's all about, even when the first one came out, right? It was all about kind of breaking the genre mold, right? Like we, at that time, we hadn't seen it. it Right, exactly. Because when you think about it, we've seen found footage movies, right? We haven't seen one that took on a large scale like that, like the monster movie, right? The Godzilla movie, right? Mm, Because it is inspired mm. by Godzilla. You can't deny that at all. And so, you know, when you think about that, nobody's ever done that. Then when you do the 10 Cloverfield Lane, you're dealing with a family drama, basically, in the middle of an apocalypse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't really remember the, the Cloverfield Paradox that much, so I can't really speak to that one. Uh, I had to rewatch that one. But yeah, they, they went on to do this franchise. But you know what I always thought would be awesome, and you, and I hopefully you agree with this, is if they made a VR video game of the first Cloverfield. Oh. <laughs> that would be great. Right? That would be insane. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. this this kind of stuff is around the corner for us, right? Readily I mean, available now. Oh, for sure, for sure. But who's who's gonna? I mean, who's? I mean, I don't know. Do people still love Cloverfield? I don't know. You know how how big of a hit was it? When uh, it came you know out? what? I can give you that information. Let's find out. 
it didn't it wasn't like you know pop culture the talk of the high school kind of like i don't think it was that kind of big i mean it is kind of niche right it's horror it's the first person shooter is not for everybody like some no. people would feel that and they'd be like i'm getting dizzy oh for sure for sure uh but what i will tell you sir is that it had a budget of 25 million and it, it made a total of 172 million dollars that's uh good <laughs> yeah i mean in hollywood if you make you know a dollar one dollar profit you're making you know what i mean you, right. you got yourself a successful movie so yeah they uh they made they made quite a bit of money yeah so uh you know and i think you know i think there would have been more cloverfield stuff if it wasn't for some of the actors involved you know lizzie kaplan went on to go do some great things i think mike mm-hmm. Bow also became a successful actor, a successful actor as well but uh, the guy who played HUD, T.J. Yeah. Miller, unfortunately, didn't have the best. Uh, you know, things happened to him. He went on to do a great show, though. I mean, we're we're all we're all from the Silicon Valley, so Silicon Valley. I'm sure you've seen it. Great TV show, right? Yep. Uh, but uh, you know, I think I'm not going to get into the accusations accusations about T.J. Miller. I was thinking yeah. we should. I was like, oh, you know what? You don't want to. Don't give him the power. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough when you get those kind of things on the record. Unfortunately, it does that separation of. Uh the art and the artist is uh, right. That's a, t- that's a contemporary that's, issue these days. Hey, that's a fucking podcast in its own right. Right. <laughs> another day. Uh, another, another day. Uh, so before we wrap up here, uh, you know, Ian, you're, we are, you're basically like families of the show. So I want, what I want to do is can you tell our audience what you do uh, and where they can connect with you? And if you have any events coming up. Absolutely. I appreciate that. The feeling is mutual, my friend. Thank you. Um, Right now I am kind of remote from San Francisco. I'm about to start working on a bunch of pieces for an upcoming show that I have on November 10th. Uh, The show's in San Francisco on Haight Street, where I have some space and uh, the owner is gracious enough to let me put up a show there. It's called 710 Collective. The show is going to be called Future Scrolls. It's going to be a little bit of typography with a lot of collage. Um, That's what I'm sinking my teeth into right now. And, you know, if you're interested in in coming by or or learning more about my art practice, you can always check me out on Instagram at Ian Glues. Um, You can see more of what I do at break fake rules. And um, yeah, things are going well art-wise, just trying to stay busy and always kind of keep eyes ahead and and looking towards what kind of opportunities I can get into next. I love it. Yes, go out there and support this guy. And what do you think, Ian? I think we need to have you do some crowd surfing soon. It's been a while. I'm so down. Let's get yeah. out there. Let's mix it up. I need to work on that approaching people again. And, and we always end up with some good stuff. I mean, you have always been so good at that. I mean, I think that was one of my favorite things we implemented last year, right? I think when we started it last year. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was last year. And I think your first appearance was the 420 episode, I think. Right in my backyard. <laughs> Hippie Hill, baby. Yep, yep. Great, great time. But yeah, if you haven't heard that episode, just look up um, – I can't remember what number it is, but it's the episode where it says 420 uh, Celebration um, on, on Hippie Hill. Uh, it's a great episode, and we met some great people, and Ian is gets his – he uh, gets his feet wet with uh, crowd surfing. And he did pretty, did pretty good. Uh, Ian, do you have any other last thoughts on Cloverfield before we wrap up? I think it's 
I love it because it's short. So if you got a little pocket of time, you know, grab it with some friends. It's a it's a fun one. And uh, I'm excited to hear the rest of your episodes. I know I'm going to get some great recommendations out of them. Yeah, dude, there's been some good ones, man. There's been some really, really good ones, man. And uh, I think Cloverfield, when you when you when you came, when you told me like, hey, is Cloverfield a good choice? I was like, that's a great choice because it is a great choice. And to be honest with you, I even forgot about that movie. And so yes. hearing you talk about it, it was like, yeah, it's awesome. Like. That is a forgotten. So this that that officially is the second found footage movie on this on the show now. Okay. So the first one it's was Paranormal Activity. Paranormal. Yeah. 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 But no one's picked Blair Witch yet. At least at the time of this recording, nobody's picked Blair Witch yet. So okay. we'll see if it changes. Uh, but okay. yes, sir. Uh, please go check him out. Go support him. As we always say, you want to support the arts, support each other. Because if we're not going to support each other, who will? Uh, so please get out there and do so. And uh, Ian, I will talk to you uh, very soon. And yeah, we'll uh, be, we're doing we'll, some magic. We'll be crowd surfing soon, baby. Oh, yeah, brother. All right. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bye.